We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> all right, man. Let's do it. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. As always, you have myself, Tom Mungia, as well as the founder of the show. Uncle Frank. And as always, it's so good to join you, Frank, but especially today, because finally winter has come. It's the Game of Thrones anniversary spectacular. HBO's calling it the Iron Anniversary. It's the 10th anniversary since season one and actually the 25th anniversary since book one. And it, and because it's such a huge show, hey, just like Game of Thrones, we sent out the Ravens. We called the banners. We needed some help. <laughs> we had a guy answer. Of course, right. I knew he would. He joined us last time for our Star Wars Spectacular. We got Friggins making a return. Friggins, how are you doing? I'm doing well. And how could I not answer the call to the podcast king? The there king of the go, podcast. Man. You, you came. <laughs> ah. We're going. We're going to attack. We're going to attack. We're going to make this an awesome show. But before we start, look, I'd really like to get Frank. The whole point of this show was we wanted to get you to watch at least season one. You finally watched it. I'm curious. Friggins is curious. The whole world's curious. Frank, what were your first impressions of the show now that you've seen it? it? It took a little while for me to get into the show. The first three episodes, I had to watch them, I don't know, maybe two or three times because I was like, damn, these people are super deceitful. This is just like this is just a complete mind warp of, you know, just watching things that are unfolding. It was like what goes on in corporate America times 10. Right. Everyone's playing these roles. Everyone's playing these games. And the folks at the bottom are doing everything they can. But the folks at the top, the, the decision makers they're making game plays that have years of effects. So it, it took me a little while. Uh, I did get through it. Uh, the the psychology, the people that wrote these stories, I mean, where did they come up with these characters? This was it was phenomenal. Once I got into that aspect of the show, I was like, what is going on? And I could not believe what I was watching. Well, I, I'm actually really excited to hear you talk about that because it reminds me of going back. Like you, you just the way you talked about it right now pretty much took me back in time. It made me feel like what I felt like when I first started watching the show and he hearing that like excitement, that exuberance, that wonder of like all this twists and turns and these unexpected, you know, you think of a, a knight show, right? With knights and kings and queens. You think of like epic battles and all these things. But instead, just what you described, you're getting this, you know, political game, this off uh, corporate America game, this yes. like backstabbing stuff. And it was oh. just, it's so cool to hear you talk about that. And, and it just reminded me about me 10 years ago. <laughs> well, you know, that was one of the things that kept me from watching the show originally. I did not. I, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of dragons. And, <laughs> you know, uh, no offense. No offense. It's a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons kind of stuff. Right? <laughs> I really didn't watch it. But uh, it, incidentally, I was listening to a sports talk show and they brought up an incident that occurs later on in like season three. 
And it sounded so crazy. I said, wait, you know what? I need to sit down and watch this. And what drew me in was the the intrigue, the backstabbing, the, you know, you never, it was like a roller coaster ride. You didn't know what was really? going to happen. Yes. And it just drew me in, right? And even like see, the very first episode, I'm like, man, I'm not really digging this, right? But then at the end, that ending of the first episode, like, wait a minute you know and uh yeah the ending of the first season <laughs> wow well, first, well, first <laughs> wow episode. well yeah even even i mean that wasn't a real attention getter for me but it's good to hear you say that you didn't really start watching the show when it began airing uh right. friggins did you watch it from the get-go I started actually at um, season three was about to come out. So I didn't have HBO for oh, a while. Okay. So um, I finally buckled down, had a little extra money, got HBO, and then plowed through season one and two in time to start season three fresh. Awesome. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know what? I'll keep watching it. Yeah. Um, I accidentally kept, because I had it on auto auto start, on right. the on the show so i started watching the first maybe 30 minutes or so of season two episode okay. one season two okay. i was like oh hello <laughs> uh you know what's what's all this about there's a lot of um a lot of different things going on and right. <clears throat> stuff that you know it, it and and we can get into that later we in the will, show but will, just the development of right. the characters, yes. their uh, their resolve to do more right. was, you know, what we talk about all the exactly. time on this show. Right. And right. and for those that didn't make the cut, it wasn't because they didn't try. They just went all in, chips all in. I don't care. My honor is worth more than my life, kind right. of stuff. And you know, hey. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And, you know, these all these folks know eh, desperate times. Right. And I and think that's – oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say I think that's what draws the other crowd into the show, right? So, like, you get people like me that like that genre, so we're going to watch it anyway. But that intrigue and that connection and that, you know, where you can kind of – see where they're coming from in some respects some of them are just total scumbags but oh, like man. you know but like the whole process of bettering themselves and the right. whole process and, and they may go about it in totally horrible ways but you know it's just i think that is somewhat relatable and then you right. add those shocking moments like we saw in the yeah, end know. of the first episode um <laughs> you know that all those things tie the other uh it, it draws people in Right. So like the Star Wars special, we're going to hit some of our favorite topics. We're going to hit some, you know, characters, moments. And hopefully like the Star Wars special, I happen to know a guy who knows a guy who has a cousin who hopefully has secured us an interview with one of the biggest stars of the show. We'll we'll see. Hopefully he calls in. Remember, we got Yoda to call in for Star Wars. That's right. Hopefully we can get this star to call in. But to start it off, we're going to hit some of our favorite characters. Uh. Frank, since since you're the new guy to the to the whole uh, Game of Thrones world, who were some of your favorite characters from season one? So one of I and I don't know what happened to this guy. I so hope that I get to see him again later on. Was the um, the dance instructor, Mr. Pharrell? Serial um, Pharrell, yeah, he's unforgettable. Pharrell. 
Holy cow, man. His his play on words and Joking is not seeing. Yes, exactly. Everything <laughs> Can you drop your about arm? <laughs> everything about what he was training. He was speaking in these um in riddles right. to make you think. And right. you know, cuz a, a lot of the times the best teachers that we have do not give you straight answers. It's up to you to find your own way. They just they have the ability to help you look for it and help you seek out your own truth, right? right. So I love that they put this guy in there as a teacher it, to to someone you wouldn't have thought wanted to learn how to sword play, right? Um, she was another one of my favorite characters just because she's so small. You know, right. you don't and we're think talking too about much. Arya. Yes, Arya. Right. Um, you don't think too much of the character because she seems very small Diminutive, and yeah. yes, unfor or forgettable in the first two or three episodes. But wow, the impact uh, last episode, like. Uh, you know, and and I don't know how, how you how you uh, want this to go, but like that final episode where she meets up with the blacksmith kid, right? I was like, whoa, something <laughs> crazy is gonna go down. There you like, go. yeah. Well, and we'll we'll get your take, your predictions at the end, what you think might happen in the future. I think that's gonna be very interesting. Are there any oh, other characters man. that you you really um, uh, were drawn to? Uh, let me see. Tyron, is it Tyron? The Tyrion. Tyrion, Lannister dad. Yep. Wow. Oh, that's no, 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 no. That's Tywin. Daddy. Okay, Tywin. 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 Yes, Tywin. Man, his words and yeah. his uh decision making and how he plays. You know, we talked about the whole political thing. Yeah, how he very, plays that. Very manipulative. Yes. Well, he just the game of chess. He's yeah. very decisive, and yeah. he can see moves as they play out, or what he thinks they're going to do. Um, right. It was a bad call for him though when. Um, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but the oldest son that wound yes, up taking everybody in Nevada. Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh man. He underestimated. Who would have thought? Yes. Yes. Um, it was cool how he just kind of said he basically said that he's like, I underestimated him. We lost. Oh well, we're gonna move on. You know. Yes. And he that made him put more trust into. Well, I say it made made him put more trust. It made the appearance of putting more trust in the imp to send him to go be the hand of the king, right? He's like, yo, you need to go put a stop to it. Uh, I, I, what he said, uh, put a heel to the king. And I was like, you know, you could take that so many different ways, right? Put a heel to him, like like a, like you would to a horse, kind of putting the spurs into him, mm -hmm. or making, you know, making him like, well, he's got one of the traits the of a great leader. It, right? He understands people's strengths and weaknesses. He hates Tyrion with a passion. But he mm. understands Tyrion is the right man for the job at that time and sends him to do it, regardless of his personal feelings. Right. Uh, we can right. get into some of the uh, conspiracy theories about whether Tyrion is even his son at all. Oh. That's one of the great conspiracies. Mm -hmm. But uh, is there any any other uh, before we uh, move on to Friggins with some of his favorite characters? I love who Jon Snow becomes when he hits the wall. Right. right? Uh, he grows he, up. 
he really does within two episodes um i mean you see the transformation but i mean really the the circumstances everyone has to transform exponentially you cannot stay who you are and expect to survive tomorrow and that was one more thing before we jump into his them constantly saying winter is coming (laughs) is that is that like us saying stay sharp like hey yeah be always be prepared because i'm like what the hell is this winter is coming like you're always saying it everybody's saying right. what, what what does that mean what, what are they trying to insinuate there well i think as the seasons go by we learn what the winter is and maybe in fact what better way to say it, who the winter is oh, and okay. remember what's the name of their kingdom winter fell Ah, right. Okay. Okay. So we'll get into that. And a lot of the houses have like sayings too. So they all have Mm -hmm. their own sayings. Right. So. Okay. Okay. Frank, did you have any more before we go to Briggins? No, no. Those were those were my top my top contenders. I did like the imp, but everybody loves Tyrion, right? You can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't can't help but like the guy. But those were my standouts. Right, Briggins. Who are your some of your favorite characters? Well, uh, of course, everyone likes Tyrion. I of think course. his wordplay is always just yes. so enjoyable to watch. Um, the 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 brilliance of his mind and and yes. how sharp he is and how quick he is. Because he understands uh, that's his weapon, right? He, he explained exactly. that to Jon Snow. You get, you've got to keep it sharp. You got to sharpen it. That's yep. my weapon. I love that conversation between him and Jon because you know I think that's the moment when john realizes where the intelligence can come into play on top of the violence yes. and the mm. skill of physical <clears throat> skill right because right. he's asking why do you read books and he's telling him this is my training this is this how is i swing my sword right yes. and so i think um that was a really big learning moment for john but anyway getting to the favorite characters speaking of john my all-time favorite of the whole show is john snow and maybe okay. that's a little like expected he's you know the the cool hero guy but i just i love you know what you're talking about frank of of the development of this boy who thinks of honor to go and be on the 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 night's watch and and be uh, at castle black is this like glorious thing and the realization when he gets there that it's not what your mind set it up to be and it's so reminiscent of the human experience of growing up and thinking you know i'm gonna grow up and be this or that and having to face some realities which you may not have been truly prepped for as you're right. aging, right? Yeah, um, so I really, really connected with that. And, and, just, uh, and just on a personal note, I kind of felt I, I can relate to that in a sense. I've told you before about how I thought that's what the fire department was going to be. I thought everybody trained hard every day. I was going in trying to be excellent. And, be, and, and you realize it's like joining the wall. <laughs> you know, not everybody pushes themselves like you do. Not everybody holds themselves to a standard. And you have to realize, hey, I've got to set my own standard, right? And uh, it, I saw a lot of myself in John, Johnson. Now that that's about it. No, I didn't. I wish I had his hair too, right? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, but anyway, you know, I saw a little bit, a lot of that. Is there any other characters, Brigans, that yeah. you really uh, were drawn to? So, like, answer one B would also be Ghost. Ghost is amazing. I'm a sucker for dogs. So um, that all White Wolf was just super scary and fun. Um, But uh, my other character that I'll mention, and I'll pass it on to you after this time, but I I could go on because there's a million. I mentioned Arya and everybody. But another one that really stands out to me is Jorah. Um, And I really like 
So it's weird because like I like his honor and his commitment to his right. word, but he's also known as the guy that like you know betrayed his word and now he's been banished off into across right. the sea. So it's this weird contradiction that like I'm like you know, starting from number one, I'm trying to figure out like what really happened. Did he really right. like betray or was this part of the game? Right. right. And, mm-hmm. um, and I just think mm. he's, he has a cool aspect of, of this. To me, a lot of the cooler characters have a blending of right. intelligence and, you know, physical skill. Right? right. And I really like that. He rides that middle line of both, you know, the honor with the, the physical skill, but also he's really well, um, He's very intelligent on top of everything. So right. he really is. He stands out to me a lot for sure throughout the the, the show. Yes, he does. All right, Tom. Your as turn. far as myself, okay, I've got, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out the easy ones first. Ned. Who doesn't love Ned, right? We all thought Ned was going to make a great king, right? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Ned, Tyrion, I love Tyrion. Um, another one y'all didn't mention that he's one of my favorite. He To me, he was like the Yoda of the show. Maester Aemon. Oh, right. Nice. This guy, he's got so much words of wisdom as he uh, and then as he reveals to Jon Snow, he turned down being the king because of his integrity. He stayed. He made an oath to stay with, with the Night's Watch, you know, to 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 be to be the maester. And he when he very well, he could have run everything. You know, he could have became king and changed the rules and, and do whatever he wanted to do. He also had, you know, that vengeance of wanting to get revenge for his family. And he didn't. He did what he, you know, he gave his word he was going to do something, and he stuck to it, and he tried to get Jon Snow to understand that. Another one of my favorites, I, I want to see the grimace on y'all's face, Uh-oh. Cersei Lannister. Oh, get out of here. She's such a villain, right? She's <laughs> so bad, right? And she only gets worse, yeah. right? Really? She gets <laughs> worse? Sticky, oh, yes. You've seen nothing, Frank. Oh, You've seen it. nothing. Uh, sticking with the villains. Diving. Oh uh, it feels weird to say this. Uh, I have never wanted someone, a young person, to die as much as I wanted Joffrey to die. Oh my! <laughs> is he not the biggest that jerk kid you have ever rascal. seen in your life? And believe this or not, Frank, he gets worse. <laughs> I can see that. Like for someone like him to be around the people that he's around, yes, I would. Right. I would expect nothing but that. Now he I'm gonna is throw going a- to get. I'm so bad. I'm so, <laughs> so bad. bad actor because he got so much crap I for this role. It's because he's so good at it. Uh, right? <laughs> terrible. He did. He got a lot of grief. And, and that's terrible that people can't separate reality from. But uh, uh, but one I'll throw out, and New would never expect me to say this, and I don't know why. I just found her <laughs> just kind of sexy and, and just, I don't know. What, well, I do know what it was. Roz. The prostitute that <laughs> and went to because she just keeps finding a way to make it right. Hey, man, no matter yep. what circumstance she's in, she succeeds. Yeah, right. You, she's you, got you a would, winner's attitude. Look at a prostitute. Yeah, yeah and, and think this is a winner. She was a winner, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. By all means, she kept going. She's beautiful. She's smart. You know, you can't just take a look at. You can't judge a book by by its cover, correct? And I've always wanted to go when they have these uh you know, the comic book conventions and stuff. She's always, and I've always wanted to go and just get a picture and have her sign. It was just something about Roz that just really, you know, I was, I was drawn to, uh, I just, <laughs> I just was really in. And oh two more characters, goodness. not so much because of what they do in season one. It's 
what they do in the, the following seasons, they are two of my all-time favorites. And you mentioned one of them, Tywin Lannister, because he's, he is such a chess master. And the other one, and Frank, you're, you're going to probably find this hard to believe, he's going to become one of your favorite characters, Sandor Clegane. Oh, yeah. The Hound. The Hound. He is one of my favorite characters. Um, his progression as a person uh, and what he stands for and why he does the things he does. Um, just one of my all-time favorite characters. I, we even had a dog, one of my Mastiffs. I named him. Of course, it was a huge dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's his nickname, Dog. So his name was Sandor. Um, and he had like a black part of his face so it, i mean it fit perfectly right with sandor uh so sandor he's he was one of my all-time favorite characters um and what a great ending he had right oh yeah and so uh that's something to look forward to frank i hope you 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 watch it i i would love to hear your your remarks as you see his progression you find out some of the things he does oh, but yeah. anyway those are our favorite characters i think a lot of those we would expect it maybe you didn't expect the prostitute to get named you know, <laughs> you know that, I, and that's you go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was just gonna say I didn't think about this until you mentioned it just now. But like looking at Theon Greyjoy and his shock of Roz leaving, and right. the concept of him holding himself so high, thinking he's so much better than her, right. but she was leaving, going on to bigger things, and yeah. he was stuck back. Um, you know, and, and and I never thought about it until you just brought it up. So it is that's a good point. And then what happens to him? Exactly. You know, right. They right. go in they opposite, that. totally opposite yeah. directions. I'm, oh, Frank, just wait till you see what happens with Theon. Oh my God. <laughs> but on, anyway, about we'll, to say, hey, now. Well, let's move on to our favorite mo moments. We'll go to with you, Friggins. We'll let you start. Uh, your favorite moments or your favorite shocking moments? What What are some of the ones that really stood out to you in season one? So. I actually binged the whole first season yesterday because I really wanted to get like everything fresh in my mind and right. i have to say like one of the few shows that i've actually watched multiple times I've, right. it's probably only two or three of them so it was cool to like refresh this and to see some of these moments again because i found that now i actually have a few different favorite moments um and so for me like initially some of those favorite moments were more the like exciting and shocking things but now I really just up, get absorbed into the uh, subtle FUs that they throw around at each yes. other, you know, and like when specifically like Cersei and Jamie, uh, not Jamie, um, Ned are talking and they're kind of, they're saying like, I'm going to kill you without necessarily saying yes. I'm going to kill you, right? Um, but the biggest one that stood out to me the most is when Jamie and Ned were talking and Jamie's like, hey, let's go ahead and um, spar in the tournament. He's like, I can't wait for Jamie right. saying, like, I can't wait for to finally face someone that's worth me fighting. And Ned's like, no, I, I don't do that because if I fight someone, I don't want them to know what I can do. Right. And the, that conversation was just that that. Oh, it took it was the cherry on top of the whole season. That was definitely my favorite moments. And and then again, those those types of conversations happen. And I didn't really notice them initially. But seeing it again, just seeing everyone kind of going yeah. back and forth with each other were just really, really um, impactful moments yes. for me. I could see some of the uh, foreshadowing so, too. Yes. It, the writing and the dialogue. Yes. Is just some of the forget, you know, some, you know, especially in later seasons, the spectacular parts of it, the visual, the dial, the writing. Uh, it just, man, it just really kept 
and I'll be honest with you, reading the books is what's kind of inspired me to try to delve into writing. I was like, man, can I do something? This guy, you know, this yeah. George R. Martin, that guy, you know, he he put together and a lot of and season one basically, Frank, is book one, right? Yeah. The whole season one basically it corresponds exactly to book one, and uh, it it just it's it's incredible the the things he gets across. And like you said, when when Cersei's talking to Ned and Ned said, you know, I was I've been trained to kill my enemies, and Cersei said, so am I. You know? So am I exactly. Yes, yep. you know, it's like she just let him know, you know what, you keep messing with me. And you're going down, right? Yeah, you, you do talk about that wordplay. And it it carries so much weight because you can – I mean, you know, granted they're acting and everything like that. But you can see the expressions on their face yeah. as they know when to – their rebuttal has to be as great if not better. Yes. Because you're, you are essentially swearing to me – that you are going to do harm to me and my family. Right. I need to let you know I ain't nobody's park bench. Right. And you will feel my wrath. Yes. You know, come hell or high water, I will be there to yeah. unleash yeah. everything that I have on you. It, I'd say Cer- Cersei told him point blank, this is the Game of Thrones. You either win or you die. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She that warned actually, him to wow, his face, told boy. him. That reminded me so much of you, Tom. I was listening to your uh, latest podcast and, you know, you guys were talking about like, you know, when you get injured, you got to take a break and right. you're like, oh, no, you don't. You keep going. Right. Right. <laughs> and that reminded me of that Cersei moment. I was like, Tom's like Cersei. She's like, you just wow. got to keep going. <laughs> For real. I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> Well, hey, she's one of your favorite characters, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm hey. dye my wow. hair blonde. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, moments for you, uh, Briggins, that really stood out that you really loved, that you shocked know, you? There's another moment, but it kind of ties more into the quote. So I'm going to hang on okay. to that one. Okay. And then I'll pass Fair it enough. on over. Yeah, um, I could list a few others, of course, of but course. I, I'll let everyone share in the fun. Awesome. <laughs> Frank, what, what 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 really shocked you with season one? So I'm going to go all the way to my top one that shocked me and work okay. my way back to the okay. one that was Great. like, okay, you know. Okay. So the I guess the scene or the outcome of when, um, man, the girl that eventually uh, gives birth to those dragons, the Daenerys. lady that she saved, Daenerys, yeah, the, yeah. The, the witch lady that she saved. Yeah. And how she explained after she saved her husband, you know, hey, you didn't save me. I was raped, you know, however right. many times that she essentially watched the look in that other lady's eye and yeah. said, this was my payback to you. Right. I mean, how how ultimate is that? Hey, I'm going to give you hope and say that I can bring your husband back, but I'm not going to tell you how back. Right. <laughs> He's going to be a vegetable. Thank right. you very much. And, you know, she did. Granted, she got she got what was coming to her, but she did all that. You know, hey, you burn three of my temples down. I'm right. coming to get you. And right. that's you know, that's how she you know, she stood her ground. Right. Um, <laughs> the but, but before you. So what did Danny do to the witch? She she roped her up on the uh, the funeral okay. for her husband. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. That's yeah. a theme. That's a theme. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So, and any other? Uh, what else? Yeah. Um. So the next one for me was when. Oh man, what is that little dude's name? Uh, Tyrion. 
uh, is it Tyr- no 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 the the kid that just uh, Joffrey Joffrey when Joffrey uh, was threatening uh, the um, Ned's daughter when they oh, were on yeah. that when no 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 when they were on that plank oh okay, oh yeah, yeah. And he was like I still have to marry you so right. you better do what I say and she he makes her look at her. Uh, her dad's head, right? right? And I couldn't tell if she was thinking, cannot am I fast enough to throw yes, this cat she was. off of she that was. thing? She definitely was. Or was she thinking, I can jump off and end it now for myself? No, she was thinking, I'm, think, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, I can get yeah. to him and push him. I'm with Tom on that. She was yeah. like, okay. But what about what? A, another jerkish move at that moment when he says my mother says i can't hit you anymore so he has uh Dude, <laughs> I know. oh man that was brutal it was hard to watch yeah um the one that did not surprise me all that well but it was still shocking nonetheless was when joffrey had ned's head when he okay. took his head that really shocked me I was, you know, because he was a little, he's a little asshole, man. Right. Let's let's be honest. He's, he, no matter what anyone tells him, he's gonna do what he wants anyway, because right. he thinks right. he's, you know, the the end all be all. Even right. before he was king, he had those that mindset, right? So it's, it's just being amplified, brat, right? Just exactly. Brat. <laughs> it's just being amplified now. Correct. So, um, you know, when even his mom was like, "What are you doing?" Right. Like, Think about this. And for her to say that, right. like, yeah. have some restraint. That's yeah. saying a lot because right. that lady Anytime. doesn't seem like she has any restraint. <laughs> right. right. Um, well, she understood what they had in Ned. He's a chess piece, right? Yes. yes. And, and you're just going to throw it away. Absolutely. So, yeah, like I said, it, it, it was shocking, but it wasn't surprising to me. Right. I was like, ah, that makes sense. The little dude's going to do that because he's right. like, oh, well, I'm king. What do I say goes. Right, right. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll throw in a couple of mine. Of course, Ned, I was shocked at Ned. I, I just, till the end, even after I saw it happen, I just said, that couldn't have really have happened. He's going <laughs> to be the king. He's going to take over. He's going to run. He was on all the posters, right? He was mm-hmm. <laughs> supposed to start the show, you, you know? see the main character get killed like that? Never. Yes, no. Yeah. So that shocked me. Um, I'm not going to lie. The when Bran got pushed out, who pushes a little kid out of a window? Yes. That yes. doesn't, I mean, the guy was banging <laughs> his sister. I mean, <laughs> no. But, the, I mean, who, I could but totally that, that, that truly uh, caught me off guard. That really shocked me. But I'll tell you another one. Another shocking moment. But I was cheering. I mean, I got up and applauded. Joffrey's a jerk, right? We can all agree that. The, the show is full of jerks, really bad guys. We see Ramsey come into play later. <laughs> This guy, we didn't mention him. He is one of the worst people I've ever seen on television. Danny's sister, Basiris. I mean, sister, his her brother, brother Basiris. Yeah. When Khal uh, uh, <laughs> Drogo gives him that golden crown that he kept crying for and kept oh. screaming for and kept demanding. That was just totally shocked me, but totally I just cheered to see yeah. this guy finally get what he'd been asking for, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then some. Yes, Kyle Jones was like, okay, you know what? You want this golden crown? We're going to give you this golden And, I mean, nothing felt better than seeing him 
Yes. <laughs> and but, I'll just never forget when he hits the ground and the thud of that thing. goal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The the best part about that scene for me was the look on her face yes. and what she said afterward. Uh, a yeah. dragon cannot be hurt by fire. Right. I was like, man, she knows. She knows right. something. She does know something, right? You cool. remember earlier in the in the season, she had taken that really hot bath mm-hmm. and it didn't hurt her. Yes. She touched the hot she, eggs. It didn't yeah, hurt I was going to say she touched the hot eggs. Right. Yeah, so man. Clues there oh, that you know you oh, pay attention, man. you'll see, and she knew, you know. Those yeah. subtleties just keep squeezing mm-hmm. in everywhere. And the introductions to everybody, it's like, you know, again with Daenerys, the first time you see her, she's going in that hot, hot water, right? right. The the first scenes we see of like Rob and, and John really are kind of interacting with weapons and they get the pups later on. Um, that, you know, has to to play in later. The first scenes we see of like Sansa, she's um, you know, wanting to be this queen and all these things. And and the first scenes we see of Tyrion, literally the first scene of Tyrion is him drinking a beer. Yes. And then this girl lifts up from yeah. doing business down below. And it's having like, a good old time. That is Tyrion, <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. what we're in for. And it was really cool to see those subtleties of, of how they uh, you, you get know, them leading. in an instant. Right. In a nutshell, you see them, right? It's like yep. a snapshot photo. This is this person. Right. And you see exactly. it right away. Yeah, the the intriguing part, you know, we talk about all the main characters, but the the background players in the right. in the show. Granted, right. I, I don't see Littlefinger and the eunuch as background players because they're right in the middle. Right. For me. Um, but the prostitutes that are in here, right? Right. Uh the one that just recently uh hooked up with Tyrion, you know. Shay. What is that yeah. going to be? Oh, you just, wait, she's just like, wait and see. She seems very smart. She's very yes. uh, uneasy around being yeah. asked questions, yeah. has a lot to hide. What is she about to do? What's her oh, motives, right? Just wait and see. I mean, there's so oh, much. That, that Honestly, that's one of my – in all the TV, their story is one of my favorite love stories of any show, their their relationship. Uh and I don't want to give away anything. So no, I'm not don't. <laughs> but those two, uh, man, I, I really enjoyed them. They're such great actors, right? And they play off each other. So, well, there's a reason he won all those awards Dinklage did for his portrayal oh, yeah. of the character. He's, no matter who he's with, and, and to me, he only gets better throughout the show. Um, right. Every time he's... I really enjoy his scenes that he has with Jamie later on in, in future scenes. You really can feel... They love each other. They're brothers. They do love each other. They care about each other. Um, he's just awesome. I, I I really like that guy a lot. I think he's a fantastic actor. Agreed. Dang. And then Cersei sleeping with the little dude that poisoned the yes. Robert. Yes. What? Her cousin. Her cousin. <laughs> oh, I thought that was her brother too. No, he's a cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, man, this this girl, she just wants the royal blood, man. Yeah. What's, what's going down here? But you know what? Okay. And she brought up a very good point to Ned. What's wrong with me doing it, but yet the uh, the Targaryens do it and nobody bats an eye? Right? Yeah. Mm. There's nothing different that the Lannisters were doing that the T- Targaryens weren't doing. And people tend to romanticize. Okay, you're going to get me going off now. people tend to romanticize the targaryens to me they're no better than the than the lannisters they took over by force they had the ultimate nuclear weapon and they used it to take over everyone and put them under their thumb that's all they did 
right? It's not like, and it's not like they were all good people. They, you know, we all tend to think the Targaryens are like Danny, the sweet person. Um, but look at the Mad King, right? That the whole, the whole war was because of how crazy the Mad King and what he did to Ned's family, right? Yep. Burning alive his his dad and his brother, and and causing the whole re- rebellion, and and uh, Robert, you know, rising up and 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 caught, you know, overtaking it and taking over the throne, which. One of my biggest beefs with the show and with the book, Robert Baratheon, this guy in this. Now, I really love the actor in the show. He does a great job with the personality. Right. But mm-hmm. as far as his stature, he's nowhere near what Robert Baratheon was in the book. Robert Baratheon is like a giant of a man, like the equal of, of Khal Drogo. This is oh, just wow. a brute guy. I mean, he's a big he is a, a this heroic type of dude that stood up and went to war, and Ned went with him, and they overthrew. I mean, he he won the war. I mean, that's no small feat, right? And the guy that's in the show, you know, he's just a little guy with a big belt, <laughs> which which Robert did end up like that, and and he's big and boastful. He's got. But I just wish they would have had an actor, or maybe even just like superimpose him bigger, you know, on the show or something. I don't know. I just Frank, wish I think bigger. I think to, what Tom is saying is he wish they would have came to him and said, "Hey, can I, you?" I was just about to say the same thing. It was between Tom and the Rock. Tom and the Rock. But other, but yeah. You know, now okay. Let's say they did get the person you're looking for. Let's say they did come to you, or they did come to the Rock, but. The acting, the, the right, acting right, right, chops, right, right? Just right, right. The guy did a fan. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not, uh, and I hate to sound like I've got a beef with the guy. He was fantastic. I mean, he captured Robert's personality perfectly, right? Yeah. Uh, all, <laughs> all the whoring and the drinking and just, you know, just, <laughs> he was him, but I just wish he would have been bigger, right? Yeah, um, th- that, that's my only thing with him. Otherwise, he, he was fantastic. He was great. A lot of the cast, I mean, I'm telling you, uh freaking have you read the books so i started to read the first book but then i decided to stop because i was just so into the show that i didn't want to like you know there's always this balance especially because i'm a big comic guy so like when i see comic movies i kind of already know what's going to happen yeah um so there's this balance of like do i want to read it first and experience it that way or do i wait for the show for this i decided to wait for the show so yeah um i read the first like half of the first book before i decided to stop but the the casting man, I mean, they just nailed it on so many of these people that and that they that well, I say the 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 actors themselves nailed these characters. I mean, sure. they did such a fantastic job. I can't imagine in most cases somebody else playing these parts. These people are the characters. They really are, and, and that's one of the things. Uh, hats off to the show. Hats off to the acting. Um, just I, I can't say enough about it. I just can't. How long do you think it took them to turn it off once the show stopped? Oh, man. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I wish I knew about how the actors go through their process. Um, I imagine there's some that can just turn it off. Like, that's just how they are. I imagine there's some that, you know, they say, like, Heath Ledger, you know, he lived secluded in a room by himself as a joker. And, of course, we know Joaquin Phoenix is a nut. uh, Regardless, you know, he just is crazy. But, you know, we don't know. Everybody's different. I just saw an article that um, literally before we started that um, 
they were talking to Jon Snow and they asked well his his name's Kit Harrington, but um right. they asked him like about his favorite moment in, in doing the show. And I thought I would share this with you guys. And, and it doesn't spoil anything. Um right. so he 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 the quote is I remember shooting uh, up on this incredible glacier in Iceland, and I went off to take a pee, just in somewhere in the wilds of Iceland. Then he says, and I just looked out over this glacier, and I thought, God, I got the best job in the world. And that always sticks out to me, because if I'm ever feeling grumpy about my lot, which, believe me, I could do amazingly, I think of that. And I think, now you've got a pretty special job. And, you know, so I think that they take that home with them, right? right. You know, that's an experience. And so I think that they put probably put a lot of themselves into those characters, right? right? And uh, kind of create it. You know, I, I talked about playing Dungeons and Dragons. And sometimes um, when we're role playing with our friends and we're getting like really into a like a scene, sometimes you kind of flow into this like acting mentality and like you do. Like it could get deep sometimes and uh, you don't even intend it. You're just playing a game, having drinks with your friends. But then next thing you know, you're like acting. And I could see how they probably put a little bit of themselves in there because I've done that in, in playing these roles and becoming these characters. And and um, yeah, so I, I think I think it, it is a little bit of both, you know, um, from what yeah. you were talking. And I'll tell you, what, it's interesting you brought that up. And I and I keep keep it acting like I'm these people I'm, and I'm not, but I had to go to work today. Right. So I had to be up at three, get to my job. I'm getting out of there at six o'clock and then I have to rush. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm rushing. I got to go train these two people. I got to go train them and then rush home for this show. And I'm thinking, man, I got all this stuff to do. And then I, I literally stop myself. And I guess kind of like you saying, John Snow taking a pee. I stopped and I said, wait a minute, I'm about to go train, get paid good money to go train these people doing something that I love to do. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to go do a show and talk about Game of Thrones with some buddies, which is something I used to dream about. Like that was this is like a dream come true to sit down and talk on a podcast about game. I was like, I am freaking a lucky dude, man. There's no pressure. There's no I got to do this. I got to do it's I get to do this. Yeah. And man, a smile came on my face. I felt so good. I got to the gym. You know, we worked these two people <laughs> out. I rushed home. But uh, man, uh, yeah, you have to stop sometimes and pinch yourself and remind yourself, hey, man, you know, this is something I asked for and I'm lucky to be doing it. And I'm lucky to be sitting here with you guys. Um, and, I, and I just want I'm grateful I, every day I wake up and I'm grateful. And uh, that's how I approach things. But anyway, so. Let's move on to some favorite quotes. Frank, I know you like quotes. Were there any favorite quotes that you loved from the show? Absolutely. So one of my favorite quotes from the whole thing, surprise, surprise, it's from Pharrell. Okay. Right? <laughs> he talks about uh, that there's uh, there's when you there's only one thing we say to death, and right. that's not today. Right. And man, that resonated with me when I heard it. I rewound it and I went back to it. And I, I mean, maybe about four or five times because <clears throat> it's that's that's the difference maker when you have to put that foot down out of the bed. That's, right. you know, hey, I've got this one more report that I can knock out or I can cut off of work and, you know, end work early. Let me knock this report out. I don't have to do it tomorrow. Right. Not today. I will right. not play weak today. Right. Um, One of my favorite of his is uh, uh, looking is not seeing. 
Yes. Oh, right? Yes. Uh, that's yes. one of my favorite ones. And, and let me just throw this at one. I hate to interrupt you, Frank. Actually, I love to interrupt you. But <laughs> one of the things it. as I was going over, I was actually skimming the book real quick. And there's a story Pharrell uh, talks about in the book that's not in the show. And he talks about how he became the first sort of Bravos. And all oh. it was, and it, and it goes back to that quote about looking isn't seeing. The king brought in all these swordsmen and asked them. He, he presented them with this cat. And he said, I want to know what's so spectacular about this cat. Tell me, what is what is so great about this cat that I have? It was his favorite cat, the king. And everybody said, oh, it's the most majestic thing I've ever seen. It's obviously been bred here, and it's this and that. And, that. and finally, Pharrell comes up, and he asks him, what's so great about this cat? He says, there's nothing great about that cat. Because we can go in the alley. There's a million of them out there. It's just an ordinary tabby cat. And the king immediately said, you're the man. Wow. Because he didn't, he just simply, he saw what was there and just didn't add anything to it. He didn't assume anything about it. He just said, look, it's this. I'm, this is what I see. Look, you know, look, he, he saw. He didn't just look, he saw. And he, he pointed out the thing that was obvious. It's just an ordinary cat, right? But unlike all those other people that tried to play it up for the king, he spoke the truth and the king recognized that. And uh, it was a really cool story in the book that I wish they would have added to the story, in the, added to the show. Frank, any other other quotes you have? Um, I love the speech that uh, Tywin gave the the pretty boy Lannister guy. Yes, in the while tent. He was cu- yes, while he was cutting the deer yes. or the elk or whatever that big old thing was in the back. But he said, you know, something to the <clears throat> to the effect of. Our name means nothing if we do not go after the people that insult us, right? right? Um, you know, he's like, it doesn't matter that it was just this one time. It, right. They did it to a Lannister, right. and that cannot stand. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, Tywin, you know, he's just full of knowledge, and he's always, uh, you know, speaking it, right? And, and, and what else, what's pointing about, he's doing that carving himself. Yeah. Right. He could have been like somebody else and just had some guys carving it up. No, he's there with his. He's got the. Literally has bloody hands. Mm -hmm. Right. He's got his hands in that muck doing it. And what was one of the other quotes that he says? The lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of the sheep. Yeah. You know, the Lannisters are the lions, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw that on their crest because I was like, why are you, why do you keep, you know, um, saying that you're a lion, whatever? But it is on their, it's on their crest. Yeah. Absolutely. So any other quotes for you, Frank? No, those were the those were the standouts for me, okay, man. I, cool. I was I was enamored with uh, Pharrell as well right. as Tywin. Just the the magnitude of their words, and, right? You know, I, I love mentors and teachers, right? Um, you know, he was a side character, so to speak. Pharrell was right. He wasn't one of the main characters. Right. It was like. Big name Small character, big impact. Big exactly, impact. exactly. Right. And Tywin too. You don't see him a whole lot in season, in season one. one yeah. Right? Right. So, you know how the fact that these kids are trying to live up to their father's name speaks, you know, volumes about that guy. He says something uh, later in later season when Joffrey screams, "I'm the king!" Like he, you know, he when he wants to get his way, and 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 Tywin sit, tells him, "Hey, look." Anyone who has to proclaim I'm the king is no king, mm. right? Because Joffrey's going through one of his hissy fits, and, and <laughs> he's just full of those things. Friggins, what quotes do you really like from season one? So 
one of my favorite quotes ties into kind of one of my favorite moments. And that's what I was talking about. Was, uh, you know, I, I talked about how, especially this rewatch of season one, I found myself leaning more towards a lot of the subtlety moments, a lot of more of the like impactful conversations and less so to some of the shocking action moments. So one of my favorite moments was when uh, Tyrion and John were talking and and just having that, you know, banter between the sharp mind and, and a youthful kid who's smart though right, right. and and there's um kind of going back talking about <clears throat> their different posts in life finding connections and also teaching each other some things and uh so one of my favorite moments from that or quotes from that uh conversation uh was Tyrion saying never forget what you are the rest of the world will not wear right. it like armor yeah. Right? right. And I just really um, like that because it reminded me and I'll share a little story from from my childhood. So right. when I was a kid, I got called all kinds of names with the name of Fred. I was, you know, kids would tease me and call me Fred Flintstone. They call me Freddy Krueger. They call me, you know, drop dead Fred and all these things. And one of the kids would call me Freddy Krueger all the time. And I hated the scary movies when I was little. I was terrified oh, okay. of it. So when he would call me Freddy Krueger, I'd get so angry. And I was like wanting to fight this kid. Uh, and I was like crying okay. to my sister one day. And she's like, well, why are you letting it bother you? And I thought about that. And the next day I went to school, he said, you know, he said, hey, Freddy Krueger. And I looked around and I was like, where is he? Where is he? And then we kind of looked at him and we all just started laughing and he stopped calling me Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So I, you know, I was kind of taking what he was giving and um, and I just wore it like my armor. Right? I was right. like, I'm going to make a joke out of this. And then it's right. it has no impact anymore. Right. Yeah. And so that was that that comment really echoes throughout the show, too, though. Like, you know, um, you know, obviously we see Tyrion. He's already mastered that skill of of. <clears throat> taking what people call him and turning it around right um and then we see i think so many other characters follow suit with that and i think that's something we all kind of do as we grow older so that that moment that quote really really stood out to me um one of them i had written down we already talked about it that's where cersei said you either win or you die um and i already made my uh connections to how that was a part of your episode (laughs) um and then the last one I'll mention was uh, one from Ned. Um, right off the bat, you know, we talk about surprising moments, like seeing the the opening scene, seeing White Walkers right off the bat. I was right. like, I was not ready for this. Like, I thought this was going to be a straight serious, no magic, no monsters when I first started watching it. And then I saw that White Walker and I was like, what am I about to get into? But uh, after that dude runs away and they capture him, and Ned goes out there to behead him, right. and he tells his sons, like, well, why don't you have the execution to do? And he says, a man who passes a sentence should swing the sword. Right. And I love that because tying back <clears throat> to Tywin, right, the dude was – he's the line who just caught his deer, and he's skinning it to eat that deer, right? He's doing it himself. And that was the same kind of mental concept that Ned had as far as, like, if I'm going to punish this guy to death – I'm the one that has to bear that. And right. I thought that was um, just really shows, speaks volumes to his character. Right. And, really and, and remember, too, he got after Robert when Robert was ordering Daenerys to die. And he said, why don't you do it yourself? Yes. Right. Yes. Remember, that was one of his big beasts with Robert, right? Yep. 
And um, yeah, so those those are uh, my top quotes that like again watching those I like as I was rewatching I stopped it rewound let me watch yeah, that again and it right. just it was really cool. Um, I'll tell you what. Really quickly before sure. you before you jump off of that, um, so watching Tywin uh, talk to the imp uh, before he sent him back to um, uh, the. Okay. King's Landing? Landing? Yes, King's there Landing. You go. King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole conversation that they had, it, 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 you know, it, it made me sit back and kind of process what he was really telling him. And, you know, I, I came up with, you know, how I love to write quotes and just think about stuff like that. Essentially, I, I, I came up with, um, he was, you know, telling his son, Focus your attention and your attention will produce results, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, in a, in a nutshell, if you the more you focus your attention and you get your work done, you will produce so many results that you cannot even hold in a in a bag or in a bucket or anything like that. Right. Um, so always being mindful of who you have around you, always being mindful of your your target. Your, you know, where you want to land has a lot to do with your, where, what kind of attention to detail you have on a day-to-day basis. Right. Yeah. Those are good. Uh, we'll go to some of my. These are some of my favorite quotes of all time, and and you kind of touched on one of them, Friggins. And I'll go back to that same scene, the execution scene, uh, when Ned executed the. Uh, he was from the Night's Watch, right? Mm-hmm. He saw the White Walkers and he took off running. And anyone who flees the Night Watch, who who tries to escape, basically, they're immediate. Once upon capture, they're immediately executed. Right. So uh, as he's there, and you know, he gets executed. Well, it's. It's not touched on in season one, which was which surprised me. Rob refers to it later in a later season. He talks about it. But in the book, it is talked about. And the boys, Rob and, and uh, Theon and John, they're all talking about the, the guy that gets executed. And some of them are arguing, well, he was a coward because he ran away. Oh, right. The others are saying, well, he faced death bravely. You know, and, and he was, Bran was kind of like torn. He's like, you know. He can't be both. He's either one or the other. So he asked Ned about it and he asked Ned, can a man still be brave if he's afraid? And Ned's reply was, and I'll never forget this. It's the only time a man can be brave. Right. And when you think about it, it's true. Like, if there's nothing to fear, you, what, what are you being so brave about? You know, there's yes. nothing to fear. It, only when you're truly afraid, when you've got fear and you still do what must be done, that's when you're truly brave. And um, then to tell that to a kid that right. age, yeah, you imagine the long term impact that that's yes. going to have on that little guy. Right. I mean, look, I'm a I'm a grown man, and look at the impact it's had on me, right? Yeah, exactly. You know <laughs> what I mean? So imagine this kid now; he's going to get to he, you know, he's absorbing this knowledge and, and he takes it with him. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite. Another one of my favorite uh, quotes of all time, um, and it's by Maester Aemon, one of my favorite characters. He's always got so many great quotes, and as mm. he's uh, He's lecturing John because John obviously wants to leave and go join the fight with his brothers. And he's kind of getting some counsel from Maester Aemon. Maester Aemon reveals, hey, I'm a Targaryen. I, I could have been the king, but I didn't. And he tells him, look, we're all human. Oh, we all do our duty when there's no cost to it. Honor comes easy then. Yet sooner or later in every man's life, there comes a day when it's not easy. 
a day when he must choose. And that's like, man, yeah, you know, it's always easy to do the right thing when when, when, you know, when there's no cost to it. Right. It's yeah. when those decisions, when doing the right thing means you have to stand against people, maybe, you know, take criticism. People argue with you, disagree with you. And, and you, you know, you have to stand there and take it. But, you know, you're doing the right thing. That's when it's really hard. And that's when you really decide, do I stand for this or not? Right. Do I have integrity in what I believe in or do I not? Can I just step down and wilt and give in? A lot of people would say it's okay, you know, just to give in to the peer pressure, you know. But if you truly believe in something, if you truly stand for something, that's when it's going to show, right? That's when you're setting that example. That's when you're being brave, right? You know, all those things, the all time. And it's just so, uh, when you think about what Maester Eamon gave up, it's just like, man, dude, could I have done that, right? You know, I, it's easy for me to say, oh, yeah, I would have done that. You know, I would have stayed. I gave my word. <laughs> we never know until we're in that. There's a whole different type of pressure when you're actually in that moment. And uh, yeah, the, the, those are two of my all time. There's a million quotes, right? There's a million quotes in the yes. show and season that you could pick, but those Every are two of my Every other conversation all-time. is a riddle in <laughs> yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah. Man. But uh, well, uh, God, look, I'm sorry. You're not going to believe it. Something came up. I'm going to have to step out for a second, but it, it looks like uh, on Skype, we're having a guest. The guest is calling in. Frank, go ahead and answer that Skype call for me. Take over. And uh, man, I'm sorry. I'll be back as soon as possible. All right. Here we go. Taking this call. Oh, man, I'm so happy you called in. Thank you for joining us for a couple of questions. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hold on. <laughs> hey, Hodor. How you doing? Hodor. Oh, man. Uh, that sounds, uh, you know, what a treat to have you join us. How crazy has it been for you since starting the show? <laughs> Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds so crazy. Uh, and the ladies? I bet the ladies don't leave you alone after the show ended. Tell us about it. (laughs) Well, Hodor, you you definitely had one of the most famous endings ever later on in the show. Now, we're not going to have any spoilers here because our buddy's still catching up. But were you sad with the way it ends for you? Hodor, Hodor. (laughs) Yeah. It was tough. It's tough. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, thank you so much. I know you have to go. Uh, Once again, thank you for joining us today. Do you have any parting thoughts before you take off? Uh, uh, Hodor. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, Hodor, thank you so much. Have a great week. Hodor. Hey guys, uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I had to go. It, it, it's already over. Oh man, yeah, every time I'm on the show, it. you miss. I miss the, Yoda. Uh, I miss Yoda. I miss that was Hodor. Was, yes, oh, yes. Did he have much to say? He, uh, he was a man of many words. <laughs> I, I, I imagine, man. Deep was, as well, very cool deep. Dude. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all know this. He's actually a DJ, like a rave DJ. Really? Oh, yes, he goes on these gigantic tour. I think it's called uh 
it's a uh, rave of thrones or something he, go, <laughs> he came to houston not long ago. i wanted to go and i couldn't go but yeah he goes to these clubs he's like this huge uh dude, i'm not even joking he's uh he's a big time uh, uh rave dj nice wow. yeah okay. so it's supposedly it's an awesome show and i, I want to check it out one day Rave of Thrones. Something know. like that. It's something to that effect. It has that. some type of Game of Thrones time, but he, I mean, the dude, like, he, <laughs> he's getting down, man. He's making the most of it. I'm, I'm happy for him, and I'd love to check out the show one well, day. Well, you, you talked about, like, being at Comic-Cons and looking for Roz, right? And, like, there are two things that happen every time I'm at a con, and one is, like, someone is always dressed as Hodor, so you always get people yelling, Hodor, Hodor! And then I swear, every time I see a, a Rob Stark walk by, I just, I have to yell, like, oh, man, I get smacked in the arm all the time by my lady, but it's like, I'm like, King of the North! As he walks by. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to make a confession, and I hate to do this, because I'm going to come across as a huge jerk. <laughs> but and as if I'm not used to that, right? Yeah, yeah, used to that. yeah. I told you already. I've gone to those concerts, these Game of Thrones concerts, right? And people sometimes do dress up, right? <laughs> Just to antagonize my wife because I know it embarrasses her, embarrasses her to no end. Every time I see a big guy come walking by, <laughs> if they're not, even if they're not dressed like Hodor, if it's just this big guy, I yell oh. out, Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. can't take you nowhere shit. tom god just the so movies sure. are getting into fights the hanum bars are dancing so with sure. dudes somebody's gonna or come and knock me out but anytime i see this big guy walk by i would oh, just yell out oh, <laughs> do they turn around do they know every once in a while you know I, yeah. but you know the thing is there's so many people are dressed you know they were assuming uh, I'm yelling at somebody. Else. <laughs> so maybe that saved me from getting my butt kicked a couple times. But no, oh, yeah, I have to confess that's one of my favorite things to do. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, look, uh, we can't let this show in without hearing some predictions. I think this will be really fun part of the show. Hearing some predictions from Frank and what you think will happen with some of these characters. Is there any? Um, you nailed one, Frank, uh, in the, one of the texts you sent me. But is there any, like, certain things that you think might happen uh, with some of these characters? How do you see the show playing out? It, it's, you know, I mean, basically. I know that the show is, like, eight seasons. Right, right, right. right so, right. I mean, there's there's a lot more story to right. tell. One of the things that I do, that I hope happens, though, um, is, is seeing Arya... Um, develop as a character right. right um in my notes here i'm like once aria met that blacksmith i'm i'm thinking they're going to inadvertently join forces once oh, they're the, gonna join once <laughs> the uh once the blacksmith kid hits you know because they're all going to the wall right once he reaches there and you know they meet john snow john snow's gonna take care of this kid you know, for well, I think the intention originally was uh, that they were going to get dropped off at Winterfell on the way to the wall, correct? Like, well, drop Arya off, right? Right. Oh. Right. Yeah, I think that was the intention. I guess I missed that. Yeah, I right. thought there was just, you know, because he was, he had to send her in the cover of, you know, right. Boy because and all that other stuff. You have to understand, there's like just one road, right? And it leads north. And as, uh, as you're going to pass Winterfell oh, on the way, so the guy on his way to going to the wall was going to drop Arya off at Winterfell. Okay. Um, yeah. So 
Although you've been talking about it a little bit more, you know, the little Joffrey kid. I hate him. Right. I hate him. I hope something bad Everybody happens. Everybody does. Something <laughs> will uh, happen to him. Apparently not, right? Um, <laughs> the one thing, uh, and I talked about it earlier, was that little finger and the eunuch, right? Even though they're like middle middle end players in the story, they seem to be wielding and crafting a lot of what happens, Right. And the royalty, you know, they they think that they're making these moves when, in fact, it's it's these guys putting these place markers in front of them. So they, you know, hey, here's the idea. You came up with it, but it was really my play kind of thing. Right. Right. Uh, Because, I mean, who doesn't know everything that has, uh, you know, all these whorehouses and things like that? And that other guy, the eunuch, you know, he's just going into prison cells, visiting people without anyone knowing. I mean, that's pretty dark and seedy. One of the other things that kind of strikes me, too, is that Bran constantly plays back what happens to him with that crow and then the uh, that prisoner girl that they picked up. You know, she's she's almost like. And it only went in one episode, but it seems like she may become like some sort of a mentor to to Bran because he has he has some sort of gift to where he can maybe foretell the future or maybe he becomes like a wizard. I don't I don't know if that's a thing within this realm, Um, but he's he seems to be able to see. Right. Because he saw his dad in the uh, catacombs. Right. um, And then his other brothers like popped up. He's like, hey, I saw dad. And then the note came. So, you know, this kid's got some some abilities to do something crazy. Um, Let's see. That was. uh, Yep. What do you see for Jamie? Like, do you see him uh, just being a continually being a bad guy? Do you think there's any redeeming qualities about him? I mean, what do you see? He's because he ends up being one of my favorite guys. Jamie Lannister. Yes, sir. Oh, man. I was hoping that the. um, Ned Ned's wife kills him while they have him as a prisoner, right? I mean, he, that's that's the end of the road. I'm glad that you brought I her up because I want to I want to talk about her in a minute. But uh, I mean, that's a lot of self restraint. She hit that dude with a rock. I was like, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Oh, he that says, okay. I'm so bag. glad you brought that up. Uh, I have to say, I forgot about this quote, and it's one of my favorite quotes that Jamie gives when. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, Kate, Kat, uh, Ned's wife says, you know, I, why did God ever make men like you? And and Jamie looked at it and said, there are no other men like me. It's just me. And oh my God, it's like this dude, man. You took the words right out of your mouth, huh, Tom? Right, I was right. Like, this guy right here, man. It's just something. But we know, okay, we do know he killed the Mad King, right? In his sleep, Inside. though, right? No, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. The, the Mad King was ordering, he was screaming. The Mad King was going mad, basically, and screaming, burn them all, burn them all. And Jamie, because there's everybody, he ends up stabbing him in the back, mm-hmm. kills him with his golden sword. But when we find out why, you know, not everything is as it seems. Uh, uh, obviously, with this show, yeah. not everything is. Ooh. When you find out why he did it, uh, there, you know, Jamie's one of these guys, you know, he goes back and forth, you know, it's like he's going to turn a coin. He doesn't, you know, just he's a very complex character. Right. But he does have some redeeming qualities to him and he does end up being uh, one of my favorite people. Now, I'm glad and we brought her up, Kat, Ned's wife. 
there's a lot of people who really love this woman. <laughs> I do not do not count me among them. Mm-hmm. Her treatment of Jon Snow. Yes. One of the most hateful people I have ever seen. And it doesn't touch on it in the show. And so, friggins, you might not even know this because the character she becomes mm-hmm. uh, after a certain moment <laughs> to me personifies what she was on the inside. There's a lot of people that romanticize Kat about, you know, she was this strong leader, this strong woman. And it, granted, she loved her family and she was willing to do whatever. But there were some things I couldn't look past. And, and her treatment of Jon Snow, when she looked at him and when, uh, you know, she she told him that should have been you instead of Bran. You know, yeah. he should be the you should be the one dying, not him. I was like, how can you? Because let's remember, Jon Snow's a young guy. He's not some grown man. And you're going to look at him and tell. And he's obviously heartbroken over what's happened to Bran. He had nothing to do with what happened to Bran. Nothing at all. He's, he's always a loved love Bran. child from her husband's lust. Why? That's what you, that's what you yeah. think. Oh, well, I mean, everybody calls him a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, when uh, Alice, I guess Alice it, nothing is as it seems. Bastard. You know, every, every time uh, Alice led is astray down this damn road. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, you don't, you know, not everything is as it seems, Frank. And that's one of the great twists in the show. <laughs> you know, who is Jon Snow? We don't, <laughs> you don't know yet, you know, so, uh, but that's what makes the show so much fun. And, you know, Tom asking you about, like, making those guesses. Like, right. that's taking us back in time when we didn't know what was going to happen. Well, I mean, I guess unless you read all the books. But, like, you know, part of the fun was sitting around talking about, like, oh, I think this. I think that. Coming up with your conspiracy theories. And, and right. I think this is going to go this way. And that's the beauty of Game of Thrones, too, is that, like, it will piss you off. But at the same time, make you like love it more, like right. the chopping off of Ned Stark. Like you, he was your character. You wanted him to to become king and rule and be good, and they kill him. And right. it's like that is just the the thing about Game of Thrones. You're gonna love someone, and they're gonna die, and then you're gonna love someone else, and they're gonna die. And right. it's just this weird yeah. repetition of that process. Yes. <laughs> and I tell you what, we talked about the outrage with season eight, right? The last season. I think a big part of that, because the books are full of things that can lead you down these conspiracy roads. And there's been a gigantic uh, society, base, basically, of people who have certain ideas about what is going to happen in the books. Of yeah. This is leading to this. This is leading to that. And when the show didn't uh, show those conspiracies come to fruition, I think that was a part of the outrage that people felt that they spent all this time. And all this effort devoted <laughs> to making these conspiracies and, and coming up, and there, uh, some of them are so uh, interesting, and some of them I, I actually subscribe to, but I'm able to separate the two. The right. books are their entity. The show was its own entity. It didn't have time to get into really explain. There's so many things going. I mean, I, I can't recommend you enough to read these books. Uh, just they're just incredible. The writing and, and just the ideas, and there's just so much. It's like the show at, at a uh, times ten, as far as like the complexity to it. Um, so I think that was a big part of the outrage that people were expecting and wanting certain yeah. things to happen that didn't happen that they just couldn't do it on the show. Uh, like we talked about with Cat, you know, uh, Stark. Right. 
there's some that things that go on with her that they they just couldn't put in the show because it just would have turned things all crazy. But uh, other than that, man, it's just a uh, really fantastic. And like I said, Frank, when you watch, sit down, and I hope you do take the effort to go watch the rest of the seasons. Uh, and you see some of these things, the predictions you've made are are really, you're really close. You're really on, you know. Yeah. Um, but some of them, you're way off. And some of them are really going to shock you, right? Uh, and, the, and pay attention to the small things. Like, yeah. I won't say it here because I don't want to, like, specifically ruin something for you. But, like, you know, in this first season, there's a conversation between a prostitute and a person. And, and subtly, subtle comments are thrown out that you don't pick up on oh. and then it comes to fruition later oh, on and it's I like picked oh. up on so much little finger <laughs> loves cat i mean, <laughs> oh yeah you know when he talks about his love and you know the guy that she was supposed to marry i'm i'm assuming that's who you're talking about uh the guy that she was supposed to marry was actually ned's brother correct and then she just winds up marrying ned but she's still happy nonetheless and there he is twiddling his fingers, you know, running his business and pining over what what might have been Um, and doing what he can to get back in the mix. Right. I mean, it seems like that's what he's all about. So, yeah, man, it's it's wild. This whole I love paying attention to the little details. I love to try to read people's, you know, once again, they're actors, but they're phenomenal actors that put the time and effort into facial expression, into body language. They're moving in ways that it really paints a picture of people dancing as opposed to just hanging out. Oh, I'm going to read this script. No, man, they're really like diving into it. And, you know, that's what creates all these fans, right? Right. And I'll, t- I'll tell you one of the great things that the show does is when you get like to season seven and it's easy to forget little things that happened in season one or season two and in the, the setup, you know, when a new episode will come out, like in season seven, it'll go and it'll show you a quick scene that you've forgotten from season one to remind you, hey, this mm-hmm. happened. You know, re- remember this happened in season one and then there's going to be something that happens that plays off of it. Right. Yeah. So it kind of like. So do they ever have like little dreamscapes that they go back in later seasons that they think about these things that happened in season one, season two stuff, or is it all just kind of the characters themselves? Yeah, yeah, you know. No, but there's a recurring drop back to thinking like Bran does. Right. Uh, No, it'll just show you some things. You know, not particular characters don't have it, but it'll show you like a quick scene before the show. The episode like start previously on. Right. Yeah, it'll say yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they the do a great that I, job. I love about what they do with with that brand character, you know, whenever we screw up royally, and it it affects us, we go back and replay those moments in our lives. You know, what if what you know the coulda shoulda wouldas, right? Absolutely. And it's so crazy how, you know, it's a first person, you know, a first person vision of what happened, why it happened, maybe. Right. Right. And it only leads you down the road so far. You can't stay there. Well, speaking of not wanting to have regrets, I would be remiss if I didn't. I mean, in talking Game of Thrones, if I didn't bring up the intro song and like the the awesome like cityscape, you know, uh, Graphic design for that intro. I mean, that 
I would look forward to like I remember watching it every Sunday when it would come out and we'd be sitting there and you'd hear the HBO logo come on and as soon as it goes I'd be like dun 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 <laughs> playing my little yeah. invisible violin or whatever and oh. just getting super excited for that music and there's very few uh shows that do so well on every spectrum whether that's being the uh, acting, the cinematography, the score, even an intro. I mean, they nailed everything. And there's no wonder it became a phenomenon, you know? Right, right. And, I, and I'm just on a personal note. The one thing that I really loved about the show and that I'll always uh, uh, be reminded, it was one of the few shows, I think the only show other than Astros games now, that <laughs> me and my wife would wait to see and we would watch it together. There's never been another show that we did that. And um, especially as it started getting into the later seasons and just the excitement as everything was starting to build, you know, building to crescendo, crescendo and and we're waiting to watch it together. And and like you said, on Sunday night, we'd sit there and all of a sudden that music would start and we're just like, oh, my God, you know, what's going to happen? You know, and it, yeah. it, it's a great thing because it's very rare. I mean, you know how busy I am. Uh that I would, you know, we have time, you know, and I'd always try to make time to, to find a way to be there for when it started. You know, I think it was like eight or nine o'clock on Sunday nights and be there and sit down, you know, with my wife, make sure we already ate dinner and and to enjoy that time. And I mean, I wish we, we need to find another show, although we do watch the Astros games. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that works. Yeah, that was a great thing. You know, I was one something that I missed from that show that just the fact that we, we that was like our time to watch. But anyway, well, before we go, just one more time, I'd like to thank you guys for being here. Like I've said, this is one of my dreams come true. It's something that I would sit around 2 o'clock in the morning at one of my jobs talking with my buddies. Like, if only I could ever sit down and have a show where we talk about, you know, Game of Thrones, what we do. Uh, you know, it just – and I never thought it'd be happening, but yet here I am. And uh, just I want to thank you guys for joining me. I want to thank you guys for helping that dream come true. And I want to especially thank the listeners for tuning in because if there's nobody listening hey there's no point in being here but i just want to tell everybody thank you and and once again uh is it thank you for making one of my dreams come true absolutely it was it was great being a part of this um you know you're a great host every time you get to host man maybe i'll you know we'll we'll, we'll share this responsibility because man you're full of energy especially with these topics that you love you um man and thank you so much friggins for yeah you know, being Frank, on the you show you answered the banners you showed i knew he would right <laughs> you know I said, I, raven up, they I said, didn't I yeah it. i was about to say they didn't nobody shot that raven down <laughs> i was it. looking in the sky waiting for that raven to come so no i i i appreciate you guys even considering me to come not only on the show in the first place but then to come back again it's a true honor and um i was just grateful uh, for the opportunity to uh to to say yes and 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 come to your aid well awesome i hate and look we've got what with that season one there's more seasons, Frank. There's more seasons. You, you can turn yes. off TikTok for just a little bit. <laughs> yes. If you can get away from the Borax videos. <laughs> a lot of cool characters we can coming do this your again way, too. I'm telling you, Frank, the, the you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Stick with it. I'm telling you, there's so many there's so many things that I'm sure Friggins and myself would love to just hear your thoughts on of the events that happen in the future. Um Golly, I, I just I just really hope we get to sit down again and and really go through. Each, it would be spectacular if we could do each season and uh, go back and look at them as you finish it. All right, yeah, like I said, I stumbled into uh, season two, episode one, because I had it on autoplay, and right. it, you know, it just it, wow. Hey, 
hey now what's <laughs> what's going on there so i might i might become a regular regular viewer of the show for there sure. You go. You, th- you got to get caught up before the new season starts. They're going to be doing That's a right. whole the new, new season. They're going to really? be doing a cartoon animated season. So we got a couple oh. things coming our way. That's right. Hey, Brigham, you're going to be back with us a lot. Ah, uh, heck yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm with the wolves, though. So I'm with the north. So <laughs> well, I'm a Lannister. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just oh my goodness! I guess I'm with the whores. I don't know, man. Yeah, he went to all the parties. (laughs) 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 Playing B characters over here, these guys. There you go. Well, listen. uh, Once again, thank you to thank you to you guys for joining in. Thank you to the listeners and uh, just everybody. Great having you here, and we'll see y'all next week. And remember, stay sharp. Yep, we'll talk to you next week.